Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year, and there is no offseason. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl on today, the first day of October 2017. This is a strange podcast for me because this is a day that is always a little bittersweet as a baseball fan. It's the final day of the regular season. And it's a day that, you know, I, I'm obviously I'm going to go on through a lot of things about the postseason and, and my baseball watching has only just begun because it's my favorite time of the year as a baseball fan. But the comfort of a baseball season ends today. And it ends it the the beginning of the games, so they all all the games start at the same time today, which I, I love. I think it's great. I think maybe they should do that every Saturday. That's just a thought from your pal Sully. But they all start around noon California time. So about three o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast and Central Mountain are always forgotten. But after today we have playoff games with the wild card game. There's a lot of great stuff happening, clearly. But that day in and day out comfort of all the teams are playing, or there's a game on, you know, or if even a game that doesn't really mean much, you just like to have, hey, you know what? The, the Padres are playing the Reds. That's going to be on in the background as I clean the dishes. That's over. If you're not one of the teams that are in the postseason, and all those teams are locked in right now. We'll get to that in a second. Then this is it today. That's it. The comfort of the day in and day out of a baseball schedule ends today. And it's one of my favorite things of the year is to have a game on or to be following or say, hey, how'd they do yesterday? Or, you know, the team's not in first place, but there are players on teams that I really, really like watching. Obviously, We've been following Giancarlo Stanton. Obviously, there are players like you know Joey Votto, players like um, you know all the you know players like Carlos Martinez on the Cardinals. That I like to follow all the players on the Giants that you know my my dad gets emotionally attached to, and you know good players. You know the the you know Manny Machado hitting the ball with the Angel, with the uh, Orioles or Mike Trout. With the Angels, that's what I was going to say. Robinson Cano and all them. It's fun to watch them play. And that's it. You know, seeing that most of the games are going to be about three hours, about three o'clock in the afternoon today, or about by four o'clock, unless the team goes deep into extra innings. That's going to be it. No more. See you in the spring. It's like a that feeling at the end of the school year. You know, it's it's not a death. You're going to see them eventually, but it's you won't see them day to day. And I love that about baseball. It's the thing that so many people criticize about baseball, which is oh, there's too many games. It's on every day. Is one of the things I love about it. It's always there for you. It's always there for you, no matter what. From spring to today. If you need a ball game on it, you know, there's going to be one on. And so I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to miss that. I do the Who Owns Baseball on MLB Reports, which I'm going to talk about uh, tomorrow or Tuesday 
it looks like we may have a four-way tie for pitchers in the National League and who owns baseball. It just it it's just turned out that way. That Max Scherzer, Carlos Martinez, Steven Strasburg, Clayton Kershaw all finished with eight. All finished with eight WAB. You know, and and none of them are pitching today. And Kershaw and Scherzer pitched yesterday, but they only pitched like four innings because their teams are going to the playoffs. So it was just basically a little tune-up. And so I miss, I'm going to miss doing that, scouring the box scores. Oh, he got four hits. Oh, he, he should own baseball, this, that, or the other thing. And I'm going to miss doing that. And for a, a gigantic portion of the country, all interest in baseball ends today. And I get that. I totally get that. I'm an outlier in terms of how I'm a baseball fan. I'm an outlier because I like to follow all the teams. I think that you have people who are fantasy players, which I'm not. I'm, I, I just can't get into fantasy baseball, but a lot of people are. And they follow individual players and individual statistics based upon that. And that ends today. You know, if your te- people follow their teams, their local teams, or that they have emotion interest in in the postseason, but if your team's not in it, uh, chances are there's not going to be a lot of baseball watching in Detroit. Chances are there's not going to be a lot of fans in the Bay Area watching this postseason. Not a lot in Pittsburgh. Not a lot in Cincinnati. You know, not a lot of people in Baltimore or Toronto or Kansas City are going to be watching this postseason because their team's not in. And I get that's how it's wired. That's why they like having the Bostons and the New Yorks and the Chicagos in there because there are more of those fans across the country. It keeps it alive a little bit longer. So we bid farewell of this season, and I'm doing this now before the games are actually starting because not much is going to change. Not much is going to change at all today. You know, we had an opportunity for today to have one truly remarkable matchup. And that would have been, because all the games are starting at once, and the idea of that is if there's a bunch of races going down to the wire, you know, it looked like for a while we were going to have total anarchy coming into this final day, that all the games are happening at once. So, oh, this game's coming. Oh, they just scored run here. And it would have been great. But unfortunately, everything's locked up. There is nothing left to decide in terms of the postseason picture. And yesterday, the Milwaukee Brewers took a 6-0 lead against the St. Louis Cardinals and had a lead going into the eighth inning. And if they held on to that lead, and as it turned out, Los Angeles beat Colorado. If those two things, so if they just held on, they had a 6-0 lead. If they had held on, held the Cardinals to five runs, and the Dodgers won that game, then today we would have a really, really thrilling finale. Because at the, you know, two games, all the games happened at the same time. You would have had the Rockies playing the Dodgers with their postseason on the line. And you'd have the Brewers playing the Cardinals. And you would have had the Brewers, the Brewers would need to win, and the Rockies would need to lose. But that's just one game for both on both ends. 
And that would have forced a one-game playoff for two franchises that nobody, and I mean nobody, were picking to win a postseason spot this year. But as it turned out, the Milwaukee Brewers had a meltdown in the eighth inning, and they lost. And even though the Rockies lost as well, they're in the postseason. And with the Red Sox, hey, the Red Sox magic number is zero now. Red Sox won. They won decisively against the Houston Astros, six to three. It was a, they played very well. They scored the runs when they needed to score the runs. David Price came out of the bullpen and got the outs he needed to get. And you know, I, I know he's being paid like an ace, and he's going to be a middle reliever. But do you know what? At this point, if that's what he can contribute in the postseason, then fine, I'll take it. You know, Tim Lincecum played that role when he couldn't hack it as a starter in 2012, but he was a reliever, helped the Giants win the World Series. If Price could do the same thing, I love it. And so with that victory, the entire American League would wind up. Indians have home field advantage through the American League Championship Series. They're going to play the winner of the Yankees-Twins. Uh, Red Sox are going to play the Astros. Astros have home field advantage. And with the Dodgers win... The Dodgers have home field advantage all the way through the World Series, which is how it should be. The best team with the best record should have the home field. So, in essence, nothing can be decided today. It's all lined up. And the close Cy Young races, Kluber pitched, what, four innings yesterday as a tune-up. Sale, if he's going to pitch at all today, will only pitch a couple innings. He just gets his throws in. So, you know, that's all lined up. And so... Today is going to be a classic pull-up, just playing out the string game. That's what it's going to be. If the Brewers held on, this would be a really, really amazing final day. But they didn't. If the Angels didn't collapse these last you know, few weeks, they might still be in it. But they're not. And so we have a finale that is just kind of there. You know, it's this is just a goodbye now. This is just saying goodbye to the regular season. And when you stop and think about some of the things that happened in this regular season with some distance, which is hard to do because the season hasn't even officially ended yet. You know, when you stop and think that people talk about the the slump the Dodgers went on, but they finished with 103 victories. People are like, well, what are you talking about, a slump? That this is the best Los Angeles Dodgers team in terms of win-loss record ever. And they finished the season with a flourish. The Houston Astros are finishing the season, yesterday's loss notwithstanding, also with a flourish. This is this only the second time in the history of the franchise have they won 100 games. The hiccups and the starts and the, the sometimes the aggravation of rooting for this Red Sox team, well, they won 93 games. And for the first time since the history of divisional play, they've won back-to-back division titles. Again, you start the season, and you say, like, hey, you know, the Red Sox are going to win 93 games and win the division. Wow. Yeah, I'll take it. You know, the disappointment of the Milwaukee Brewers winning, you know, dropping that game yesterday and eliminating themselves on the, the second-to-last day of the season. Imagine if I told you at the beginning of the season the Milwaukee Brewers would have a winning year, 85 wins, and then they would be 
in contention for a playoff spot until the second to last day of the season. Every Brewers fan in the world would have taken that. And the Brewers are going to be a very good team moving forward as they are a team that are in the middle of a rebuilding process and had some success this year. You know, you look up and you say all the humongous injuries and and slumps that the Cubs have gone through this season, and they still won 92 games in the division. Say, oh man, they had nothing to worry about there. And that's true. And that's true. So we're moving into the off season for it's all for those teams that I mentioned that are just that fell short. I'm going to bring up another team. I've been crapping on them a lot. They they blew a huge uh, lead yesterday, and the Angels lost their 82nd game, which means they finished with a losing record. They win today. They finished the season 80 and 82. They have the best player in baseball, and a guy who's going to have a compelling case to win another MVP in Mike Trout. But it's getting really, really boring as a big fan of Mike Trout to say to keep bringing up the argument. Well, I know they didn't make the postseason, but when you look at his stats, well, yeah, they didn't make the postseason. But when you look at this and that, no, no. If you have the best player on the planet in his prime, and you can't even put a winning team around him, even an eighty-two win team, that's on management. And I don't understand why there isn't going to be a gigantic overhaul with the front office and with the manager of the Angels because this team is failing. There's probably going to be a gigantic overhaul with the Marlins. And I hope Miami fans come out today. I really do. I hope there's a big packed house in that Malibu Barbie funhouse that they have in Miami because this is probably the final game of Giancarlo Stanton playing for the Marlins. Because he doesn't want to play for a rebuilding team. And this is another losing team. And it's very clear that the Derek Jeter administration is going to be slashing payroll. Hope you didn't think he was going to bring the Yankee payroll along. He's going to be slashing payroll. And one of the easiest ways to slash payroll is trade the guy who's making, what, $25, $30 million a year. There you go. That's a, that's a big slash right there. So he's going to be traded. And he may be traded to the Dodgers. He may be traded to the Yankees. Oh, look at that. What contending team needs a slugger? The Red Sox. I don't want the Red Sox to trade for Giancarlo Stanton because I'm really not in the business of sign, you know, trading for aging sluggers, which he's going to be very soon. But he has a chance to hit his 60th home run today. And I don't know if he's going to do it or not. And I hope he wins the MVP because I think he has the best numbers and I think that he's as the player with the most value and I think that's what he deserves. But this is probably his final day as a Miami Marlin. He's the greatest Marlin in the history of the of the franchise. A lot of things are going on today and that you can look at and say, man, some teams just need to really put a stick of dynamite in it. The Mets, the Mets have to blow up their so much on, on their coaching staff and a lot of their front office. Can you believe it was only two years ago that the Mets were in the World Series? Can you believe it was only last year that they hosted the wild card game? It seems like I 
decade ago. Seems like an absolute decade ago. And who knows? Maybe the DeGroms and the Syndergaards in the world can be healthy for next year. But do you know what? That's why I picked them to win the division this year because I thought they were going to be healthy this year. The Mets and the Phillies are playing each other today. Both teams are going to have new managers next year. And if one of those teams are not falling over themselves to bring Dave Martinez in as the manager, then someone has to use a lot of words to explain that to me. The A's and the Rangers, a few years ago, that was the great showdown, the final day of the season for the AL West. And now it's just two losing teams. You look at the American League wildcard right now. The Twins... If they win today, they'll have 85 wins. And 85 wins is, you know, a good season. But that's good enough to be a playoff team this year. And that's the thing you have to take a good long look in the mirror if you're the teams that fell short in the American League this year. Said, man, we couldn't even reach that level. That's when you have to have an overhaul. I'm sorry. You have to take a good long look in the mirror and say, what the heck are we doing wrong? The team that I'm really kind of conflicted about what to think about is Kansas City. Today, Kansas City, who the hell are the Royals playing today? Um, KC is playing Arizona. And the D-backs are just tuning up for the wild card game. And the Royals, if they win it, they'll finish the season 500, 81 and 81. Now, they could have, they could have at the trade deadline, traded half their team away and just flooded because you saw it was a seller's market. They could have flooded their farm system with young players and prospects. But they didn't because they were within range of the wild card. They were in range even at that time of the American League Central. That was before the Indians went on their you know huge winning streak. And so, you know, all hindsight's twenty twenty. They said, Oh, if they're gonna finish five hundred and, and out of the postseason Maybe they should have just gone and done the rebuild. But think about what I was saying before about the day in and day out of the season. The Royals gave their fans a summer. The Royals gave their fans a summer to go to the ballpark, see players that they were familiar with. There's Hosmer, there's Moustakas, there's Lorenzo Cain, there's Salvador Perez. There are the players who are on the team that won the World Series. So they were familiar with who they were and had a moment of, hey, we could win it again, can't we? Let's go to the game and cheer them on. That's a summer. They bought them another summer. And maybe, just maybe, that's worth more in terms of getting people to love this franchise and wanting to cheer them on and root for them and buy tickets than saying, hey, we just got a bunch of young players. We've traded away all those players you liked to get a bunch of players for the future. They got a summer. So the summer is over after today because the regular season's done and we're into fall. I know psychologically summer's over at Labor Day, which is why, as I've said, that's when I want the season to end because that's when psychologically it's over. People have moved on to football unless they're boycotting it, which is bullshit. No one's really boycotting it. Don't listen to anyone who says that. I'll tell you one thing that I... I Find and absolutely thrilled about the wild card round is going to start on Tuesday. The Yankees are going to play Minnesota, 
And then on Wednesday, Colorado is going to play Arizona. Now, obviously, I'm rooting for the Twins because I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't want to live in a world where the Yankees are doing better than the Red Sox. Okay? I want that. I want the Twins. Uh, Irvin Santana, who's had a, had a wonderful season for Minnesota, is going to be starting for them. Uh, I'm guessing Luis Severino, who also had a, a wonderful season for New York, is going to pitch for the Yankees. And it should be a good game. That's a good pitching matchup. Those are two solid pitchers facing off. That should be a good game. Uh, who do I pick? I, don't, I haven't made my official postseason picks yet. But that being said, if Minnesota wins. Now, this is an improbability. It, it is a possibility because the factors are still there. It is an intense improbability, but it's still out there. And the fact that it is makes me thrilled that if Minnesota wins, let's say Minnesota wins that one game against the Yankees. Okay. And let's say Colorado beats Arizona. Again, I'm going to pick Arizona because I think they're a better team, but it's only one game. Any team can beat any other team in one game. So let's say Colorado and Minnesota advance. Okay. Let's say Colorado catches L.A. on a downslide. You know, L.A. has had some slumps. We saw they had a tremendous slump. So let's say they they catch them off guard. And let's say Minnesota catches Cleveland napping. Like they overlooked them. Or maybe it's a market correction. All those wins that they were bound to go on a little losing streak, and they happen to go on a little losing streak against Minnesota. Okay, so Minnesota and Colorado advance. And let's say that the Nationals or the Cubs wound up facing Colorado, and they're so bruised and beaten from the long division series they just played that Colorado upsets them. We've had upsets. Hell, we had a World Series a few years ago that was between the Giants and and the Royals, and neither one of those teams won 90 games. And let's say that the Twins wind up beating the Red Sox or the Astros in the ALCS, and then like that year in 2014 when it was two wildcard teams, and also this happened in 2002 when it was two wildcard teams, we have an all-wildcard World Series. Now, that's probably not going to happen, but just imagine what I just said. The World Series would start in late October. I think it's the 24th or 25th that the World Series begins. And if it goes seven games, it will go into November. And just imagine a World Series in Denver and Minneapolis in early November with outdoor stadiums. It will be Hoth. It will be so freezing there. The chances of a snowstorm are probably even money. And that's what I want. I want to see Denver and Minneapolis. The fact that Minneapolis has an outdoor stadium, which made a lot of people say, really? You're going to have an outdoor stadium in Minnesota? Yeah, and in Denver. Have those two stadiums. And, and it'd be like, and here's the cast of the new show on Fox, and everyone's freezing their butts off. Is that asking too much? Is that asking too much to have them sitting outdoors in early November in the dark in Denver and Minneapolis? Yeah, it probably is. It's going to be cold enough in Cleveland. It was cold enough in Cleveland and Chicago last year. But bringing Denver and Minneapolis? I kind of want that. 
it's funny when your team has won a few World Series over the last bunch of years, like my team has, you can want strange things like that and be fine with it. I'll say this about the Red Sox. I'm thrilled that they won. I'm thrilled that they have back-to-back division titles. I didn't pick them to go to the World Series this year, and I don't think they're going to go to the World Series. But they're back-to-back division winners. And that means they're a legit playoff team. And as a Red Sox fan, I love that. I love the fact that when they won the World Series in 2013, which was a rebuilding year. By all definitions, that was a rebuilding year. They flopped in 2011. They had the disastrous 2012. And 2013 was just, let's bring in some veterans to fill in some holes short term while we build our farm system up. And as it turned out, those replacements won a title, a fluke title. I can admit it was a fluke World Series in 2013. And it was with short-term solutions. And those short-term solutions were all gone by 2014, 2015, almost all gone. And by 2016, the young kids from the farm came up, and they were a playoff team last year, and they're a playoff team this year. The squad from 20, you know, the back-to-back division winners was 16 and 17. It's a very different team from the 13 Boston Strong squad. And the fact that the first year without Ortiz, there's no more links to 2004. It is a brand new, complete brand new team in terms of the players on the field. And that first year out, despite having the lowest number of home runs in the American League and moments where the rotation looked razor thin, they won at the very least 93 games and are a playoff team. And you know what? That means the rebuild worked. That means they shed a lot of the veterans, they built a team up from the ground, and look what you got. Betts, Benintendi, Bradley, Devers, Bogarts, Vasquez, Sandy Leon, you still have uh, Pedroia at second base. You have all these homegrown players who are going to be there for a while. Red Sox fans, this is not like Napoli and Gomes and and Victorino and Salta Lamacchia, guys who are only going to be there for a year or two. We can actually attach some emotions behind this team. This is not a mercenary team. Yes, they traded away for Chris Sale, and it would be nice if they could develop a pitcher once in a while. But the fact of the matter is, this is a team that we as fans can look at and go like, hey, look at that. These are our guys. And you can look at them going into 2018, no matter what happens. I mean, this is, obviously I'm going to root for them to win the World Series. Come, you know, when the, the, the Thursday when the series begins, I'm going to my socks hat on, I'm going to be cheering them on big time, and I want them to go all the way. Of course, I'm a fan of the team. I wanted them to go all the way last year. But I was content last year with them winning the division because they had back-to-back last-place finishes, and then they finished in first. Now they've had back-to-back first-place finishes. And so I can actually say I'm fine with this team. I'm fine with them. I'd like them not to get swept, and I don't think they will be swept by Houston. I think it's a pretty evenly matched series, and I think it could go either way. I don't think they're going to be swept at all. But no matter what happens, I'm fine with this team. I'm fine with the direction of this team. I know this is not a window is open for this year only team. So the more postseason experience they get, the more first place finishes they get, 
the better. And hey, when Kimbrough struck out the batter to finish, I forget who the final batter for Houston was yesterday, there was a sense that I said, hey, this year was a success. They won the division. They're a first-place team. Back-to-back years. There you go. The one thing I have left in my, or I I have really two things left on my, my Red Sox fandom bucket list, and that is to have a team, Red Sox team win the World Series with a completely new squad from the from the 2004. It's just a completely new team. And, well, they have. And if they win this year, I can check that off the bucket list. And, of course, the ultimate one is I'd love to see them win back-to-back titles. That's the one I really, really would love to see. But let's see them win one first, and I think this squad will eventually win theirs. And as a Sox fan, I'm thrilled. Even if it turns out I just don't want a Yankees title. I can't deal with this Yankee team winning a World Series. But any other team, if the Twins win, the Astros win, Indians win, uh, if the I would love it if the Nationals would win with Shaw Doolittle. Um, I mean, I'd rather the Cubs not win back to back, but I'm not. I have no reason to protest. The Dodgers would be fun. The Rockies would be fun. The Diamondbacks would be fun. This is a year where I, no matter what happens, there's going to be some good stories and good reasons for a team to win. And as I look, this year's wrapping up. It's been pretty fun. I didn't do a podcast every day. And who knows, maybe some season I'll go back to doing it every day. But it's been fun having this daily companion known as the regular season. Now, nothing's going to be changed by the time the games are done. And that's a little bit of a letdown. But maybe, just maybe, a week finale to the regular season will lead to a strong finish of the postseason. It's hard to beat the conclusion of the postseason we had last year, but who knows? It's got to start soon. So thanks for being along the not-quite-daily podcast for this regular season. For me, it's been a lot of fun. Now, let's get on with the business of the postseason and go to SullyBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kuliski. Pondering the end of the season as the final day is beginning. This is Sully Baseball for the first day of October 2017. Wanting a snowy World Series in Denver and Minnesota. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.